That's the best one right there. It's funny, my teammates say, you act like you just got out of prison. I said, well, you know. I would be mentally a lot sharper at this point had I eaten more cheese. You know, obviously, kind of like a, the master in the, you know, had one. It's never been about revenge. It's about a reckoning. Hey, what up? It's Mercedes Lewis here, a.k.a. Big Dog. When you listen to the Poor Man's Package podcast, go Pack Go. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Poor Man's Packers podcast, the number one Packers podcast in the state of our minds. I'm Spencer Cisbonowitz, joined as always with Kyle. Kyle? Hello! No Hank this week. Uh, And let me just uh, go ahead and get ahead of the rumors that are swirling around. (laughs) No Hank this week. Uh, he's he's strictly on a buy. He's got the the shifts at the Menards. It has nothing to do with a certain review left by a certain Tom. <laughs> Hank, we don't Hank, need to get hold on. That. Hank was a friend long before the show. He'll be a friend long after the show. But we'll get more into that later. Ooh, there's a tease for you. Yeah, I don't know how. Stick around. Stick around for the the scathing. You know what? Honestly, some fair criticism in there. I'll I'll, yes, I'll admit. But very fair. For the most part, the bottom line is Hank is a friend, a dear friend, and he's a valued member of this show, and yes. uh, he's on a bye week. He's just a busy man. Yeah, he's he's kind of the glue. He's, uh, I don't know if I'd call him Devondre Campbell, but he kind of, you know, he brings the mood together. He, he's the Where it's like, yeah, he kind of just showed right? up, wasn't, uh, you know, talked about much when it happened, and then now that it's here, it's like, whoa, this guy, big splash player. Yeah, well... We'll see. We'll see. He'll be back next week. Especially, it would be nice to have him back too with uh, potential Ty Summers news possibly oh. in the future with the breaking news we have with uh, Jalen Smith signing with the Green Bay Packers. But that doesn't matter right now. We did have a game this week. The Packers were victorious, twenty-seven to seventeen. Before we get into the regular show stuff, Kyle drinking his bubbly. Kyle, you were at the game. That's pretty good. As we mentioned last week. What was it? What was it like? You were you went to a couple games last year, the two playoff games. You lucky son of a bitch, oh, man. Uh, where it was you know the COVID everything, so a lot less fans, but yeah, full d- capacity crowd. How was how was Lambeau Sunday? It just it, it gets better with every single trip. Like yeah, don't get me wrong, the playoff games last year were incredible because it's you know playoff football, winner go home. The intensity is great, but holy shit. To see 78,000 of my closest friends once again all in the same place, that place was rocking. And it was just an amazing experience, a great game as always. And don't listen to the the Darren Rovells of the world that try to tell you, oh, people just don't like going to games anymore. They like to just watch games from the comfort of their home. They're wrong. He either hasn't been to Lambeau Field or he, he just doesn't have a brain because that is just it. It's a great experience every time, and if if you haven't made it to Lambo yet in your life, you you must. I thought when you were getting into the criticism, I thought you were going to go with the Aaron Nagler gold package. Uh, oh, fans. that too, and yeah, that I I'm kind of sick of that shit too because I really thought I don't know you maybe you can comment on this from the perspective of the broadcast, but I thought that place was rock and they, they got up on third downs. Um, the, the celebrations were, were very ruckus and yeah, I thought it was a, a great lively crowd. It was. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was loud. It, one thing that uh, Nagler did last week too, he actually brought up cause Corey Lindsley back in the day actually said that the gold package crowd is usually a little bit more quiet, subdued, and, yeah. subdued as well. But 
one argument I had is when I was at the uh, the Raiders game in 2019, which was a gold package mm. game as well. Yep. I thought that was the loudest I'd ever been, aside from the Giants game in the playoffs, with the loudest I'd ever heard Lambeau Field, and there was still criticism after that game from the folks like Nagler yeah. and all that. Yeah, and maybe but. maybe it was because yeah, it was. It's been a couple of years since I've been in that environment of a full capacity, but I really like. I genuinely thought that was like in like a, a a rocking crowd that was one of the you know more lively crowds I've been a part of, and especially on the the TJ Watt tripping no tripping call, those were the loudest boos I've ever heard in my life, and it was. It was yeah. awesome. That was one of those things I was wondering if um, you saw that, if you could see that um, actually being there, because it's one of those kind of small little things if they actually showed on the... No, but then the yet they showed it on the on the big screen, and oh, man, yeah, it, it just turned up to another level, and it was like a good, good, like, 20 seconds of, like, peak loud booze. Okay, and I guess two more things with the game, too. One, what was what was your, maybe this is sacrilegious to ask, but what was your actual tailgate bold prediction for the game? Um, uh-oh, uh-oh, you must have had a few. Yeah, I had a few. <laughs> not remember. I honestly, I don't think we ever got to it. Oh, my, Jesus, well. Yeah, it was that sort of tailgate. That's more, sacri- we were, that's more sacrilegious. We were, we were juiced up, and... Um, yeah, there were some new faces to our, our normal tailgate crowd, so it's just something I guess we never got to. Wow. Oof, sad. I Other apologize. questions? Did, apologize uh, to my friends and family. Did you see all the players from the 1996 team as yes, well? Yes, actually. Brett Favre was in attendance for the game? Yeah, so uh, we're, we're sitting there. It's about two and a half minutes left in the second quarter, and so where we're sitting, we're right above the tunnel, and where all the... Uh, 96 players are standing is kind of on the like balcony, I guess, for lack of a better word, oh, yeah, behind it, right above little... it. So it's right above us. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, like, like my buddy who was sitting two or three rows behind us, he was like, yo, yo, that's Favre up there. And I look and like everyone else is obviously paying attention, looking at the game. I look up, I'm like, holy shit, it's Favre. And then it's one of those things where all of a sudden, all every single head <laughs> oh, yeah. in this section is turning. And then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, far, far, and like it was just and like shotgun to beer. Wh- yeah, and like they're pumping up the crowd, and yeah, that was that was really cool to see. Obviously, Favre got an extended and very loud ovation, but yeah, that was uh, cool to see all those guys. Yeah, cool game to be at. I mean, we it wasn't really much of a game. I mean, it got cl- kind of close at the end, I guess. But you know, rematch of the Super Bowl. You know, the old Packers and in attendance and everything. Such a such a, a classic football clash. And like yes. people like to say, and I, I, I tend to agree with this, that the Steelers are kind of the, the Packers of the AFC. I said it last I think week. that yeah, that's maybe Them that's and you. the Browns. Those are the two teams I always think of. And it's just like yeah, it's just such a good like just football game you know it's a good jersey game that too you know it that's the kind of when you see the like kickoff for the season that's one of you know you would see that in advertising exactly. jerseys sometimes yep. and you're lucky you were there too because a lot of people once again i mentioned it last week i have my old school computer that's good for nothing but you know just stream oh, to stream the stream yeah. illegally the first full stream quarter, legally but most just... people weren't able to watch that game so you're oh yeah you're yeah that's not something i even acknowledge because yeah i didn't that sucks for you guys <laughs> yeah and you missed the whole first quarter people yeah i was lucky that i streamed it legally, oh, right, so right. i caught it so but i mean if you're gonna miss a quarter that was a good one to miss with uh deontay true whatever we'll get into that but yes on this episode we'll talk about the game obviously pick six break down the six big plays that shaped the game 
offense defense review. We'll have take news, talk a little bit about, you know, the Stephon Gilmore signing of Jalen Smith, Zadarius Smith, his injury now, surgery, Jair Alexander still trying yeah, to figure hey, that out. I gotta say, just a quick hat tip to the uh very thick uh hot sub I had at Lambo. Uh <laughs> it was a bunch of Italian meats and cheeses and some very thick ass bread that was just kind of sitting in my stomach over the past two days and that is what pushed this recording out, which then in turn gives us some uh, pretty big news to discuss. So it's, shout out to the meat and cheese. It's funny how this morning it was like, oh, we could talk about the Gilmore rumors. I don't think it would, you know, I didn't think a trade would happen that soon, but it did. But then it turned into, yes, the Jalen Smith signing, which mm-hmm. we'll, we'll get into that. But we'll talk about that. We'll have Is Kyle an Idiot? We'll preview the Bengals game next week. If we're able to, we'll still have, according to Hank, he has told us he's going to boot up the old Dell in the basement and record <laughs> his his segment and have a nice little send-off for us. But, uh, yeah, and then we'll send off the episode. But first, pick six. Guys. Pick six. Pick six. Pick six. Yeah. All right, pick six for the week. Starting things off. Uh like I mentioned on the negative end, you may have missed it if you weren't watching locally. First score of the game, third and four, 10 minutes left in the first. Movement at the snap, which was still kind of funky. They said, uh, I think Rashawn was offsides, but there was some movement on the right Yeah, guard. so uh, how does that, like, because I thought if he gets back, like, is right. it, which it looks like he does get back on sides. It looks like he got back. I don't know if it's like, well, it would be part of your body. But Neutral at the same zone time, infraction or? Well, it, it would be that. But if there was movement first from the right guard, then obviously that should have been flagged. Right. But I guess it was close enough. And I mean, the the officiating has been so terrible this year that where it's, it's like just... you, you almost have to accept it because they've been so bad. It's like, exactly. oh, well, there was some movement. So maybe they dumbed it down for them for themselves. Yeah. But anyways, uh, Big Ben drops back. After that, goes deep to Deontay Johnson, who pushed off Jair Alexander in coverage. A little bit, yeah. No call, whatever. doesn't matter. 45-yard touchdown to make it 7-zip early. Uh, second week in a row, Jair giving up a touchdown. People are saying, you know, the injury perhaps could have been, you know, two weeks in a row lighting up a touchdown, and he doesn't want to face the critics. And people... People are me. People being you. <laughs> people being me. Not an actual take, but Kyle, how was how was that in the stadium? That must have given you the heebie-jeebies at the beginning of the game. A little bit, because I was kind of hoping it was going to be one of those like illegal formations or illegal shifts. Yeah, and so wasn't too worried. But then when yeah, it was uh, the offsides that that sucked, and I did think it was a little bit of a push off, and it was just it was just so like here we go again because it's <laughs> Big Ben has not been good, and then he just. Marches right down the field, and it was a nice ball to Deontay. I'll give him that. About the only good ball he had um, all game. And then, yeah, but then, of course, it turned around. But, yeah, it was it was frustrating to just get in a few third downs on that opening drive and then knock it off the field. But, yeah, um, yeah like I said, it turned around. Those plays, well, just watching the game in person is so strange, too, because something like that where it's like you see the flag and you see the touchdown and the score and maybe you're in disbelief and you're like, oh, what the hell? Well, like, what? Did that really happen? And all of a sudden, they've already kicked it, and then they've gone to the sidelines, and you're like, "Well, fuck, uh, did that really happen?" Okay, yeah, damn. Which I don't know. I go, I go, I do like watching the games live, but so I do like some of the little minuscule things that you catch on the TV as well. Not so, even comparable. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're not wrong. 
Second pick six play after a couple possessions back and forth. Uh, Packers didn't do much with it. Steelers didn't either. Um, Rodgers scrambles. Uh, I mean, this is probably their second possession. Yes, this was the Packers' second possession. Rodgers scrambles on second down from the five-yard line and is just fast enough to get past one TJ Watt, a very dirty player, and scurries into the end zone. He is... It's one of those things where it's like you don't want to see your hero's age, you know, get old. But, God, especially when they showed the end zone angle, it's like, wow, Rodgers really can't run that well anymore. Yeah, when you find a criticism in a player, you love to just sink your teeth into it. Because, yes, of course he looks slower. Like, he's 37 years old, but he can still move compared to the the quarterbacks in his age age range i think true uh, he looks just fine well yeah i mean just <laughs> just when you compare him to big ben who is beyond a statue at this point like right. he, he is a crumbled statue at this point but yeah and rogers talked on mcafee yesterday too that was probably the best part of the mcafee show yesterday which personally i thought i think the mcafee show isn't as great yeah as i've missed last it the last year. two weeks well i did see that adam schefter one the clip the one because uh mcafee and a, i think the players who were getting on rogers for not uh doing a lambo leap he said he did have a little mini belt which i did catch I did. Live. I, a lot yeah, of people didn't see that but he that did. after the fact they're very subtle in the yep. last few years but uh didn't do a lambo leap they're giving him shit and then rogers after uh, Pat McAfee said that he did he could have done a leap like Schefter, which was shitty way back in the day. And Rogers was steamed. It's one of those where you see just the body. He was like, for the he was body like whoa, whoa, whoa. I never said that. I never said that. And McAfee's like, what? Said said what? He's like, I never said I, I was, I was going to look like that weak chin, no ass, whatever, unathletic yeah. twerp or whatever. And it's like, holy shit. As soon as <laughs> like Pat said Schefter's name, Rogers just like scowled. He's like, no, 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 Even, no. And he was not going to let them <laughs> yeah. go. It was very similar to like the Ty Dune stuff earlier this year where they were talking about the conversation that never happened. Oh, yeah. With Mark Complete Murphy fabrication. And that was great too. So what we're going to have to see now, it's something I think I'm going to, I might even press from the Twitter account, but. Adam Schefter has to prove, does he have an ass? Because to this point, we do not know. But yes, the nice little scramble that did tie up the game. And from there, the Packers wasn't the best offensive performance from Rodgers, but it was a good step in the right direction for the game. Uh, third pick six play for the game. Steelers uh, on the next possession, uh, third and six. Pocket collapses. And someone who's been extremely volatile. Mr. Kingsley Kiki smacks the ball out of Big Ben's hand, and we eventually recover the ball. I think it was Devondre Campbell. I could be wrong. That might have been last week. But huge play. Uh, Kingsley Kiki, who's been one of the worst graded players, according to Pro Football Focus. I mean, just watching the games, we haven't seen him much. But to see him force a fumble was nice. A weird play, too, where he swats the ball out of Big Ben's hand, but he's still getting wrestled away by the... uh, Yeah, like Ben looked really, really old in that play because it's almost like he... Like he knew he wanted to and needed to get out of there, but he simply didn't have the capacity (laughs) to. So he was just like there, kind of hopeless, and then the ball gets knocked out and he like just kind of hopelessly falls to the ground and... Uh, yeah, hell of a hell of a play by Kiki. It's going to be interesting to see what the hell the Steelers do with uh, Big Ben the rest of the year. It's I, we had our little Jordan Love argument last week, but with the Steelers too, it's like it, it, what I was trying to say is you know Rodgers hasn't showed any near type of um, you know lack of talent or uh, I want to say demoral whatever. 
he hasn't digressed as much as Big Ben or Eli Manning did late in their career. But even with them, I mean, who are you going to turn to? They have Mason Rudolph. Right. Like, that is just yeah. that is sinking the ship for your season. I right really, really hope Ben, uh, within the next three weeks, can go out and light someone up for 300 yards just so we can yeah. continue <laughs> to watch this train wreck. Yeah, maybe he'll, he'll even surprise people and do it against the Browns, who seem to be an mm. decent team this year. Uh, moving on, the fourth pick, six play. Packers score uh, a couple plays later on third and ten. One Randall Cobb scores from 30 yards out. Once again, I believe it was... He had, what, four catches? Five catches total? And uh, four of them were third down conversions? Yeah, it's something... This is why we need Hank here. I believe uh, 67% of Randall Cobb's catches this year on third down. Yes, he had five receptions, 69 yards. And I know at least four of them were on third down. So it's just like... And it was said by everyone on Twitter and by Rogers himself, like that's why you go out and get a guy like Cobb. Like he's just there in the right spots and he knows how to get open when the play breaks down. It's yeah. And it's funny too. I mean, I think all of us were kind of part of that where we're like, do we really, you know, with the drafting of Amari Rogers, it was like, is Cobb really that necessary right now for this team? I remember cause I sent it to you and Hank in our group message, Ty Dune, the biggest hater of Aaron Rodgers. Mm. As soon as the rumor started up about Randall Cobb, he called him washed. He yep. said he was done. Yep. He said he was as done as Jordy Nelson. And we forget that Cobb is still 30 years old. I I was never able to get this takeoff, you know, preseason when the Cobb news happened because of, you know, our, our internal drama. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I truly never understood like the um What's what's like the 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 laughing manner of that? Like people were like making fun of that. Like Randall Cobb, this is who you're gonna get. When you yeah. look at his, and you just simply look at his numbers, even last year with the Texans, he spent this. He was put on IR the second half of last year, but up to that point, he was on pace for like 850 yards, 900 yards, and six touchdowns. Like that's great production from your third wide receiver. I right. never understood why people like wanted to write him off as washed and done so quickly and it was it was very frustrating and it was uh very cool to see him shut a lot of people up on Sunday. Yeah, it's it was nice to see a a throwback, you know, Rodgers Cobb connection. One of the few, you know, we have left of the early kind of mm, Rodgers years. Two, yeah. Yeah. Cuz we did draft he was uh you know, the receiver we took the year after we won the Super Bowl. Right. He wasn't part of that team. So hmm, hopefully maybe he could be part of one this year. But yeah, it it's it was mostly like the Rogers haters who were saying all the Cobb is Cobb is washed stuff. Yeah, it was it was that that upset me. Yes, it's nice to have that reliable third down guy, multiple reliable third guy. Well, although third down guy. on I think it was at least one, maybe two where he double double had to double catch yes. it. And well, it's like he had the double catch, and then late in the game, he had the fourth down play where he uh, tried to catch the ball that looked like it was intended for Devon. Oh, Adams. that too. Yep. Yep. But whatever. We'll take we'll take one small bad with the rest of the good. The fifth pick six play of the game after a good drive. The Packers are attempting a thirty-one yard field goal. This is right before the second half or start of the second half. Steelers. They're a little early, maybe. Block the kick, return it for a touchdown. But apparently they were off sides. Packers then, you know, kick a field goal five yards shorter to make the score ten to seventeen. Kyle, you were there. What 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 was going through your yeah, head? Yeah, that's uh I, I don't know. I like 
Well, it's like, not like you had a better view than us. Right, yeah, because I was on the side. opposite end of yeah. that, too. Um, and I just think they were a victim of the optics, I guess, where it's like they, like I said to you, it's they, they might not have been past the line when the ball was snapped, but they were moving before yeah. the ball was snapped. And I just think visually to a referee, like, oh, you left early, you had to have been offsides. And so I think they were just a victim of that. But um, and like you said, they ke- the pretty much the only angle they kept showing was the one behind, which doesn't really help us. Like, yeah, it shows that they might be onsides, but it yeah. shows they're moving early. But we're not getting that you know, straightaway view with the ball in front of us. And it's, it's almost like that Jimmy Graham, uh, against the Seahawks, that third down play. Like we never really had a great view except one at the very end of like the pylon. Yep. And then people are just basing it off of where the yellow line is, or where they think it is. It's like, okay, we can, we see the movement here, but we have no idea where the line is. And but. yeah, I, like, and of course the, the Packers haters came out in droves and, Oh, they get every single call. It's, you know, same old song and dance. And yeah, I mean, it would have been a massive swing. I mean, massive. That's that's a ten point swing right there. Where going? We we go instead of you know down four, we're up seven. That's I mean that's huge. If it swings that way, and they had any type of competent quarterback play, this could have been a much much uh, scarier game. Exactly. To watch. And something about that too, because the same thing kind of happened last week. You know, the game winning field goal for Mason Crosby. You know, oh yeah, fingertip away from getting blocked. There was a yeah. later field goal too in this That's game that almost now. got blocked. A lot of people are, you know, it has been Tunyon's side, that right side there, but he can't really block. Must be some on people. film or something, because yeah, that's clearly a vulnerability. You know what it is. You should be you should be able to guess who. Uh, we Hunter know Bradley. Who, we know who Hank hates. Who do I hate? Hunter Bradley. It is, and I wasn't the only one saying this. Where he's telling. You know, it's, you know, sometimes like the checks with offensive linemen where you see these guys are doing things. He's doing an extra little thing with his hand to get ready. And these guys on the edge know just it's about time to it snap. Up. Yeah, yeah. So they're just timing it up right. And obviously they'll have to get that figured out. We do have that other long snapper on the practice squad. So maybe, you know, I'm hoping that move will eventually happen. But I obviously I'm going to blame Hunter Bradley for that one. But hopefully it isn't a problem going forward. The last pick six play, good and bad one. The score is now 10 to uh, 27 after another field goal and a Cobb touchdown, of course. Well, the Steelers face a fourth and four. Big Ben checks it down to Harris, which he seems to just do on fourth downs now yeah. for whatever. He, <laughs> it's so he did funny, last, dude. It's so bad. It's, it's like, so like funny. choosing to be bad with <laughs> decisions. Uh, checks it down to Harris. Jayer blows up the play like he usually does on that. However, he stays down on the turf. Everyone else wraps up the play. They turn it over on downs. But, like and then, I said, good with the bad. It, reminiscent of that Thielen play almost a couple of years ago, just blowing he, it up yeah, in the backfield. He, he, like I saw he was hurt initially, and it was like, oh, shit. Well, hope he's okay. And then a couple of minutes later, comes driving right in front of us on the cart. Oh, and then God. it's like... It just sucked the life out of me. I was just kind of like disoriented for the next 10, 15 minutes. I'm like, well, shit, dude. That's the best. That's the third best player on the team. Like, it's big trouble. I was thinking of that too today, where it's like, you know, and it's always what it is with defense, where you have the most, you know, a couple important players that you can't really afford to lose. And it's almost like once Devondre Campbell turned into one of those four players. Yeah, your Alexander. You know, yeah, gets, it's like one step forward, two steps back, and yeah, you're absolutely right. That is a player 
the Packers cannot afford to lose for the season. They, the, this team is good enough to stay afloat for you know six to eight weeks, but the season, I that without Jair, I don't think they can go where they want to go, which is obviously Super Bowl champions. Well, you sound like your favorite uh, Packer Packer tweeter, uh, Seeds of Jake. Well, if we're if we're gonna be that bad off without Jair why didn't we make the trade for we'll get into that later don't ever <laughs> but yeah after that the game was pretty much locked up we uh Stokes had a a pick late we had uh Devondre Campbell with two nice stops on yes. third and fourth down in coverage some of these like the one Deontay play where he kept like it was third and or maybe it was third yeah. and five or whatever he catches it pretty much right at the sticks and then does that thing where he runs <laughs> yeah. to the sideline and then he like slowly keeps moving backwards and it's just like, well, thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah, thanks for still making it not, uh, well, I guess as Packer fans, we kind of like third and shorts more than third and long. True. But, <laughs> but yeah, nice to see that. But overall, good enough game. I, uh, not not very exciting, but good enough. I, I, no, a, a I, wins I a thought win. it was good. It was, it was disappointing that, you know, they scored their 27th point with I think like five minutes left in the third. And yes. then didn't score again. That that part sucked, especially with like the many opportunities they had to put right. them away in the fourth. Um, but overall, you liked. God, it, it's again with one of those things you just don't know with this defense because of how just bad the other quarterback played. Right, where it's hard to really gauge, you know, where we're at. It is. It's it's like a just like the last play, kind of good news, bad news type thing. Because the Packers didn't play very well at all. Like we said, you know, better quarterback play could have changed it. Offense, Rodgers was missing some throws, but we still won the game very handily, which mm-hmm. is where yeah, we're it so never blessed. felt you know outside of obviously the the callback on the block kick. Like other than that, like yeah, Packers really and obviously the first drive when Steelers went up seven zero, they just felt in control and like. Yeah, the the game was never out of reach. It's one of those games where, as a Packer fan, like we're saying here, it's like, eh, yeah, it was whatever. Glad we won. And it's like, if you were a Detroit Lions fan, you don't, you don't, you've never had. This. Yeah, you're over the moon about <laughs> yeah. that win. Like, God, we are such assholes, just entitled, spoiled brats. It is entitled town for a reason, and you know we've even been guilty of that as time at times as well. Moving on to uh, breaking down the offense. Quarterback, like we said, Aaron Rodgers, uh, 20 completions out of the 36 attempts, 248 yards. Uh, he did not have – why is it saying – he had two touchdowns, uh, was sacked the three times, but overall pretty pretty solid game. I mean, he missed Tunyon. He uh, missed – I believe he missed Mercedes Lewis in this game too. A couple – couple balls just a little far off i thought of this last night though he's missing but it is one of those things where even when he has a less than aaron Rodgers game his misses are always out of the outstretched arms where no one else would right. get him which is i mean everyone always says well, that the tunyon miss was kind of underthrown was it not i thought it was overthrown i could be wrong i thought he overthrew him but yeah either the, way that was that would have been because i think that was late in the game where yeah that would have been the dagger twisting of the knife um and totally ended the game but yeah that was uh tough to see uh the miss on there but yeah it's it's aaron freaking rogers like we're once again spoiled uh brats like we're we're like 20 like this stat line like and that's again to kind of compare it to the lions like the lions to get a quarterback performance like that they would they would anoint this dude in the the lions ring of honor after yes. that performance and it's just something that Literally. we're like 
like oh he he missed a a 65 yard deep ball hmm that that's you know that's worrisome well that's funny so you say the lines there but going back to this to this game and the ceremony going on who's the best uh quarterback in bears history uh buddy won the super bowl right mcmahon yeah do you know who was in attendance for the game on sunday mcmahon he was the backup quarterback for so the was, Green Bay Packers in 96 and you know all the well I'm trying know, to remember the, if he got honored too I, I know remember. he was there because there's been pictures where he was there and everything but you know back in the day what the Chicago Bears fans have is you know 85 that's about it way back then they were really good too the best quarterback the only guy who won a Super Bowl for him is literally <laughs> can you imagine if Favre huh. I hope this never happens but like he like the Vikings oh. ring of honor, or they have some honor for that year, and he shows up. Like I, that would be hard to see. But as a Bears fan, when that's literally all you have, and you see him celebrating with the Packers yeah. for a Super Bowl, oh, that's gotta that's gotta sting deep. And now, now that you mention it, though, I'm, I guess I've never even thought about that being a possibility. But now, the thought of it being a possibility makes me nauseous. Yeah, like far of getting honored by the Vikings, I would, I would truly hate that. Yeah, less less than ideal, but hopefully we never have to cross that bridge. It, I mean, he's in the Hall of Fame now. You'd feel like they would have done something. But, I mean, they wouldn't at this point. They wouldn't put him in the Ring of Honor. Plus, for a for a yeah a loss in an NFC Championship. Right. I mean, that actually would that's very on brand for the Vikes, <laughs> yeah, though. So, <laughs> so who knows? I guess we'll we'll have to wait and see if that ever happens. Uh, moving on to the wide receivers, the leading receiver for the game, uh, Randall Cobb. He did have the five catches like we said for 69 yards two touchdowns we talked about him quite a bit but nice to see someone step into that role with MBS being out Lazard kind of just being his you know goon type role and for him to just step in was nice to see and as much as I love Lazard and I, and I still do um and he he was I loved him last year as like he he really solidified his role as the third down safety blanket where you're all nice and cozy if yes. he was on the field and it was third down. Yes, we did. But now that, that Cobb's there, it's like boom, you got like a like a weighted blanket where it's like you know <laughs> both of them are are a presence and you feel good with them being out there on third down. Man, we really are just so blessed because I thought about that because last year you're right, Lazard was that sure-handed guy where I think I remember too when he did have a drop on like third down on fourth down he made the catch. Yeah, well we had I'm pretty sure we had a bit where it's like literally the only time he catches the ball is on third down. Yes, like that's what it felt like last year where his hands were perfect but his legs were what would always let him down. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, so now it's like boom the bit is like Cobb has now you know taken the crown for that bit and now he's going to be the guy who only catches the football on third down and we'll see not uh not bad to have those reliable guys on offense uh Devonte adams six catches 64 yards once again whole hum Devonte adams game it's it, just i know what you said it but like yeah 64 it, it did not feel like like it's just like <laughs> he is so impactful on the game that like even when he makes it's weird it's like I don't know how to describe it, but it's like he's so impactful that when he makes a like a a, a medium impact, it, it doesn't feel like anything. Exactly. <laughs> it's always assumed because now I'm trying to think because it's hard to think of like an actual play he made in this game. But one of them is like that little that little screen that he had yep. where he pretty much catches it at the line. He's got Cobb and Lazard blocking. He, he lets the blockers set up. You're like, oh, is he going to be able to weave through here? And sure enough, lowers his shoulder and fights for that extra and get and gets the first down in the red zone, too, which is, you know, why we 
why we want uh, the number one receiver in the league to keep doing his thing. Alan Lazard, two catches, 33 yards. He did have that long one of 28 early in the game. You know, nice. I, was, I thought that was late in the game. or maybe I could be wrong. It was it was sometime during the game. Yeah, it happened in one of the four quarters for sure. Yes. God, see this once again. This is why we need Hank here to <laughs> yeah. check check up on us. Other than that, uh, Amari Rogers too. He's not doing much, and we talked about it too with Cobb and him maybe t- taking over these snaps that Amari Rogers would have. I think we have this weird memory of Cobb and his rookie year just because of. Him coming onto the scene that first game with the kick return yeah, touchdown. Yeah, I did look it up. He only had thirty um, targets his rookie year. Oh wow! Now Amari has only got two right now on the season, but he's getting snaps where, especially even with MBS being out, he was kind of that jet sweep guy, and he blocked pretty well. Also, where he freed up Cobb on one of those plays, and Aaron Jones as well. I mean, he was blocking TJ Watt at one point, so. If not right now, maybe later on in the season we'll see more of him. But it's nice to see, you know, he's. It's crazy how after the draft he was the guy most of us were the most excited for, and as the season has gone on through training camp and now these first couple games, he's about the guy we've talked about the least. Yeah, literally with Kylan Hill being the last pick and being solid on kick returns and everything. Yeah, so. well, I mean, Lafleur has made it abundantly clear since the day he got here that the wide receivers in this offense are going to be required to not only block but block well and that was a great start on Pittsburgh like if he keeps if he keeps that up and and keeps blocking the guy in front of him LaFleur won't have a choice but to play him because you can never have enough blockers on the edge like that so like like what I saw and yeah to stick up TJ Watt like that was uh was quite I mean it was a screen cap so you know it's yeah right could exactly. could tell a different story but yeah it just it's it's great to see him out there and and blocking because you know that's what LaFleur wants and eventually that will translate to targets absolutely yeah getting on the field more moving on to running back which I mean we probably could have even led with that because that was the bread and butter for this game the Packers came into this game the 29th uh Best rushing team on offense, yards per carry. I think really? Was, 29th? We were running at, I, I believe, 3.7 yards per carry, which isn't great. But after this, it did get bumped up. Uh, A.J. Dillon, 15 carries, 81 yards, a 5.4 average. Mm. And this is, once again, like I've said, the dumb fan stuff. But Pittsburgh has a pretty good front seven, if nothing else, on that team. Usually they can, you know, they're always making contact at the line. But A.J. Dillon, the bigger back really did much better than he has the rest of the year. Should have had a touchdown. He couldn't get his big legs up on the goal line there, but eventually we did score. Yeah, that was, uh, this is courtesy of Justice on Twitter. He's a great follow. Yep, Um, we shout him out quite a bit, yeah. Yeah, he had a a great article about how uh, LaFleur basically put the Steelers in a torture chamber and, you know, either forced them to say, are you going to stop? Demonte Adams or no, and it was they they put the, they, the way he framed it is detach Adams from the formation and then just put AJ Dillon behind eight blockers with three tight ends and they would put Adam to the opposite side. Steelers would shade the safety with the three tight ends on the other side. It was hat on hat, and you know Dillon's picking up five six yards of carry. They they ran that play five times in a row and then on the sixth one they took a shot play that missed Tunyon oh sure and so yeah that that pretty much ended the game because it's either 
are you going to stop Adams or no? And they were like, okay, we're going to stop Adams. And then LaFleur was like, okay, we'll just run it with our 250-pound running God, back. That's, I, if it wasn't that drive, I'm pretty sure it was this game. God, already I'm getting discombobulated. But we literally had a drive for it was Dylan run, Dylan run, Dylan run, Dylan run, Dylan run. And then it was pass, pass, pass. Yeah, incomplete passes. Then I think it was the turnover on down. It's like, yeah, we, we know it's working. We can just keep doing that. Yeah, because I the the carries of fifteen and fifteen, I, that actually feels lower than than what it was. Yeah, like if if that's like watching that game, if that's what you know, fifteen carries for Dylan, fifteen carries for Jones felt like they should be getting forty carries between both of them a game. <laughs> right, because and- they, this team runs the ball so well, and teams have to put two focus two guys on Adams like just run the damn ball yeah it's I don't I I do like the 15 to 15 it's better than what we've been asking I mean shoot what was it uh not a, a Seven, the Saints. 17 and nine or something or no oh against the Saints it was like it was like four carries going into five and zero something yeah. like that just terrible so it's nice to well like they always say you know the old football coaches oh well you know we're 21 and three when we oh, have over worst, 20 yeah. carries yeah Sorry, so just yeah 30 plus carries were 14 okay so just turn around and and just hand the ball off 30 yeah. times auto win it's not like that like that's not what we're pirating for we're we're trying to actually get yards because that's what the packers do well when they run the ball they get yards nice i don't know mix. why they keep yeah. trying to throw the ball on first down so much Dylan did also have that 16-yard reception too. Every week, just about, he has a night a catch that makes you go, "Huh, he's he's pretty yeah, good." Yeah, every everything. single week where it's like, I that was a, a risky target, but he came down with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, he usually he's got some sneaky good yak too. Yeah, I he's got that nice. I've I said it last year too, but I'll say it again. He is the most Madden-looking player. I'm I'm 29 years <laughs> old, so I'm thinking more back when the graphics were more polygony, yeah, they were thicker. <laughs> And he is just a thick guy with those legs, the white gloves, the white socks and uh, cleats and everything. It's like, this is what a football player yes. should look like. Yes. Uh, Aaron Jones, not the best game. He did have the 15 carries, 48 yards, a 3.2 average fumble. and a fumble, which once again, nice. It was weird. That- it kind of just looked like it fell out. Like it didn't even look like it was really jarred loose or anything. One of those weird fumbles where you weren't even able to kid yourself if he was down. Or right. Yeah. You know, he was just being stood up the whole time and it kind of plopped out. Yeah. But I mean, he was fine too. He uh, did have three receptions for 51 yards. So he's always productive one way or another. We're very lucky to have both these guys. As always. On uh, tight end. Not too much to talk about once again. Maybe we should just talk about it right now. Robert Tunyon, he had the two receptions, eight yards, the missed touchdown, which we've talked enough about for this game. But he's, you know, coming into the season, I think we were all looking for another breakout type year. You know, we remember last year, too, where he, I believe he had his three touchdown game by this point. But he hasn't really done much. I know I own him in one fantasy league, so I could tell you he is like the 29th ranked. Mm-hmm. Very touchdown dependent fantasy wise. Yeah, so. I don't know, going into this year, I was wondering, you know, are MBS and Tunyon going to make that jump in contract years with everything else going on with Rodgers and Adams, and neither have really shown up too much. Kyle, what are you thinking of Robert Tunyon? I am literally zero, zero percent worried at all. <laughs> okay. Like, okay. The, the, there's, there's no reason to be concerned at all. He is still blocking well. He's still, I mean, he doesn't have any egregious drops yet. I mean... He was open on the Rogers yep. shot play, and if like his, how much different does his stat line look if Rogers connects there? 
And when yeah. you have guys like Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams, like it, those guys are going to get all the attention and all the touches as they should. Now, if one of those guys, knock on wood, goes down, yeah. then, yeah, I'm going to focus a little more attention on Tunyon and Lazard and Cobb to see it stepping up. But right now, with Jones and Adams, just let it flow through them, and then we'll worry about the, if anything, <laughs> they don't have great stats, they'll, they'll sign for cheaper, huh? Yeah, I've I thought of that as well. It's... It does make you think, too, with Cobb coming back, especially this week and looking good and the other weapons, you know, turning into more veteran solid players in MVS and Alan Lazard and obviously Devontae Adams. Maybe it really is like, shoot, all we really need our tight ends to do is block. And they're exactly. all really good at doing that. So yep. we'll run the ball. We'll throw it to our playmakers and we'll see whatever happens with the with the tight ends there. Uh, moving on to the offensive line. Um same offensive line as last week, but not much for problems. There was more pressures given up. I think it was 10 pressures overall uh, after no pressures allowed last week. Yash did. Yosh. Ha ha. Ha ha. Wait. Uh, no, it is Yash. Yash. God damn it. Wait, yeah, you should... <laughs> I, I'm back in the Tunyon, Tanyan, Amos, Amos brain. It, there's always one every That's year. That's funny. Yash, Yosh, whatever. Yeah. He did have three pressures allowed this game. Uh, they did just let up the three sacks, but... None of them. There was only really the one bad one that Runyon just let it was the guy just run through. A miscommunication, and it looked it like I we I watched it like five times on the broadcast back, and I'm like, even like from you know that perspective, I'm still like, how did they how did they do that? Like the like the whole disguise, like there was yeah. like six guys on the line of scrimmage, and then like I'm just like, wow, that was really like cool looking. Like I don't know how it, the defense like drew that up, but yeah, it obviously was a great play and force the miscommunication on offense and yeah other than that it was a great day it was that sack it was the uh the one late where rogers just kind of running around and then slides for the sack just so oh, you know, yep. the game is pretty much in hand and the other one was the tj watt kick oh my so. god yeah that was just a quick it's just another just kind of old man yelling at cloud yelling into the void about shit that's never going to change but like to 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 throw the flag yeah and then like it's one thing to just miss that call i get that because it's tough especially in the pocket there's so many bodies and feet flying around but to throw the flag for that and then be like wait nah and then to see that replay <laughs> it, it like like i said it was the loudest booze i ever heard in my life it was awesome i was very proud of all of us for how loud it was like an extended like boo like and it got like progressively louder and it was i just like it's just so maddening to to throw the flag <laughs> And then pick it up. I mean, the refs are so freaking bad. It's so bad. Bosa, too, was talking after the, was it Sunday night or Monday night game, saying that the refs. Oh, yeah, that was cool, too. It's bad. It's it's like a step above the replacement ref year at this point. So, I don't know. Hopefully, that Uh, that might be. I mean, that fail Mary, that'll just never. I'm saying, like, just the chatter around it, because it was already bad that year with the replacement refs. And then after the Seattle game, Literally, it was that week after is when the, the normal yeah. refs You know back. what? Maybe, actually, we need to take some accountability ourselves. Oh? Maybe us as a society just constantly droning on about referees and how terrible they are, how bad they are at their job, and how many missed calls they have is actually kind of fostering resentment among referees or people that are aspiring to be referees, and then they just 
don't want to do that anymore. I don't blame them. Why would you want to be a referee? I you can't please everyone. And all of them are like lawyers too. Like most of these people are all lawyers and yeah. they signed on as referees. But I have thought of that as well, where it's like sometimes maybe they are just like fuck them. Like hey, I'm here. Yeah, I'm like, here to do I'm this. Trying my hardest. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't. I actually don't think they're trying their hardest. I, I don't think so. I hate all of them. But uh, with that, we'll have a quick commercial break. And we are back with the defense. Uh, as you all know, 17 points allowed. But once again, overall, we're, we're getting these like Mike Pettin games again, where it's like, well, we, ha- you know, only 17 points, but God, a better quarterback would have really carved us up. This is a, a solid tweet from Chris Roth. Um, is Joe Barry's Packers defense trending in the right direction? Question mark. Allowed points on nine of the first 12 If you series. start a sentence with like, is like, I don't think you have to pronounce the question mark part, but proceed. He's a sports director at W Bay in Green Bay. But yes, I know. I wanted to just get that point across. I'm just, you know, I, it just bothered me. I'm, I'm a bad reader, especially aloud. So thanks for making me Did you get picked on more. No, I did hate Britt Lit though when uh, Miss Walden would. It's like I just want to remember Beowulf. That that book sucked. I don't actually, remember any of those books. I, actually, the movie was pretty cool. Anyway, oh, sorry, animated- this is a derailed. <laughs> okay. Anyways, uh, so the, Pack- the Packers Walden. defense allowed points on nine of their first twelve series, excluding the kneel downs against the Saints at the end of the game. Since then, they've allowed points of on five of the last twenty six series. So that's pretty damn good. We are trending in the right direction. Honestly, just watching the defense, it's it's turned into a defense the last three yeah. weeks. That first week, it was so weird and sporadic and like yeah. people were just spaced out, not doing much. And just kind of like like we have harped on, just letting it come to them, not being yes. the aggressor, like just kind of pointing fingers, miscommunication. And yeah, like you said, they're really kind of shaping into a defense with some identity and some grit. And to lead that off, of course, once again, second week in a row, inside linebacker, we'll start with Devondre Campbell. Good again. Nine total tackles, one QB pressure. Uh, He allowed completions for 13 yards total. Second highest graded player on the defense, according to PFF. I mean... Once again, just a sticky tackler. Just if he gets his mitts on you, you're going down. That's it. I love him so much. It's like we talked about, too, the third and fourth down where they're... If you would have told us in years past that a team went to whoever the inside linebacker was covering on a third and fourth down, you would assume these First are gains of at least eight yards yep. minimum, you know, with Blake Martinez or whoever else back there. But God, I it's weird how it's like, man, we signed him on a one year deal for two million dollars and now you're just like, fuck, I wish we would have. Is, like, is, what is this going to turn into? His price tag is, is going up every single week. Yeah, the, it's I, you couldn't be more happy with the guy, and we've talked about it, and it's been, I mean, I've, we were one of the first, of course, but now everyone else has been saying, too, he is like the best inside linebacker since Desmond Bishop or even mm-hmm. uh, Nick Barnett. Sticking along with the inside linebackers, Chris Barnes was still out with the concussions, so Oren Burks and Ty Summers had to play. Eesh. Hank isn't here, but my God, Ty Go ahead. Summers. Yeah, channel, channel Hank for a second. Second week in a row, the lowest-ranked Great a player on defense who we talked about earlier, Justice. He had a thread of multiple plays of Summers just looking lost or hitting the alley wrong or just getting washed in in the play. I always I always try to be very careful 
with this sort of stuff because and I, I think I've said this before, like I, I'm very aware like these are the world's greatest athletes and, and they're people they've played I mean, they're the best football players in the world and they're so good at what they do. Um but with that being said, like Ty Summers, I just don't understand how he's on an NFL roster. I, I thought of it during the game too. It's just what and you shouldn't be able to tell this stuff, see this stuff live, but it's like with Oren Burks missed a tackle as well. Summers was terrible. It's like, what does Isaiah McDuffie have to do to get on the field? The, when we actually gave him snaps in the preseason, he looks solid. And if we need someone to replace him, once again, we know what Ty Summers is. We know what Oren Burks is. Let's just mix it up a little bit and see what's going I on. I just like it, it. It looks like Ty is just like, thinking too much like if he yes. was making mistakes at a thousand miles per hour and just flying around that'd be one thing but it looks like he's he's three steps behind and he's like in the wrong place so it's like he's thinking too much and he's slow like uh, it's like I just don't know i don't get it you know it's bad when one of the clips that justice put out there too is like they motion the tight end to the right side of the line so then ty summers went to the right side of the line then they motion like the fullback to shade to the left a little bit so ty summers took like two steps to the left and i'm watching and i'm like that is what i would do if i were playing (laughs) he immediately once off the snap it goes the opposite direction he gets lost in the play and i'm like yes if i'm agreeing with what you're doing (laughs) pre-snap there's probably something wrong going on there so we'll see uh with jalen smith being signed Summer might you put the reggae reggae horns in? Are you, I know you already announced, but yeah, breaking news. Breaking news. We'll talk, we'll, we'll talk about them later. Sign. Well, actually, yes. it's not final yet, and it, and apparently, I think Damaski tweeted while we we're recording that um, there are still some other potential suitors, and he hasn't made a decision yet. Interesting. Okay. Well, I guess five fifty four Central Standard Time on Wednesday, so we that could see. be old information already. All right. Uh, moving on, outside linebacker Gary had a sack while being uh tackled by the offensive lineman it's reminiscent i think there was a sack last year if not it was in 2019 where rogers was getting hugged by the defensive lineman from behind no i've and then seen they blew it down i've seen plenty of those sacks before but the whole jump over <laughs> right. jump over the old lineman i can't say i've ever seen that before yeah that was amazing so maybe he is finally turning into this Bane Gary. Here's a here's a quick uh, <laughs> this is great. Quick uh, pre is Kyle an idiot question. Ooh. Kyle, how many Bane themed videos oh. did Rashawn Gary post on his Instagram after this game of his plays? So, uh, I'll go four. You're correct. Yeah. <laughs> is it really? Literally. I'm taking that. You better add that to my total. <laughs> well, that'll be like a... Yeah, like a bonus, right. yeah. <laughs> but yes, literally four plays where he has like the Bane narration <laughs> over it from this game where he had like a tackle for loss and Hell all this. Yeah. But Hey, man, he's played well, though. Hey, yes. are you... Wait, hold on. Does it... Did he send it to you for approval that he could post on Instagram? Hey, don't... <laughs> hey, and once again, hey, shout out to uh, Jay Sternberger getting uh, picked up by the... Washington football team today too on their active roster. So hey, we'll see. Do we play? And I think we play them later this year too. Yep, yeah. Wow. So. What yeah. a what a crazy revenge game. Revenge Uh-oh. game be. Yeah. Um, moving on, Preston Smith, and I knew this was going to happen last week. He had a really good press conference too. He seems like more of just like a dude this year, which is which is always nice. Less of like 
not to get into this, but like the Zedarius Preston, like smiley stuff, mostly just mm. whatever business. Yes, but very real this year. And they were talking about how he always he's never really been injured. Well, he did get hurt in this game. He was out for like a quarter, did come back, but played what six, was it? 60% of the snaps. God, I don't remember now. I want to say shoulder, but I'm not even sure if it was announced. See, Tom, this is why we need Hank. Yeah, here. see, this is why Hank needs to be here. Um, but yeah, came back. We'll have to see. I believe he's been practicing this. Yeah, he's been practicing so far this week, so that's good. But once again, because of that injury too, Garvin had 43% of the snaps and Rivers had 32. So they keep climbing up. Um, getting snaps and once again it's more Chauncey waterfalls baby yeah eventually one of those two will get a sack moving on to corner Jair obviously Jair <sighs> obviously got hurt uh, allowed the touchdown a couple nice plays still but I don't know very He's worrisome one of the most important guys if not the most important guy on the defense I got Kenny Clark might be I might put Kenny Clark above him just because the depth is so much worse yeah. behind him but yeah, that it's just God. And like, if if you're not caught up, I think the latest information is basically they're they're still exploring all options on what it's going to be. It's an AC but, joint, which varies from two weeks to out. But for Lafleur said, if surgery is required, that's probably going to shut him down for the season, which is obviously the disaster nightmare scenario. Yeah, so. I hmm. we'll we'll see what happens. Hopefully, we'll find out in the next week or so. But once again, I think we're kind of trending in the no news is good news part because you know if we don't hear about surgery or anything in the next week, it is going to be a wait and see type deal. And yeah, we have if nothing else, Rashawn Gary. If you remember coming out of the draft, he had shoulder issues and people thought he was going to have uh. to get surgery. He never did. His shoulders held mm. up just fine. So, well, I, and actually, I saw a tweet from Zach Cruz, which I don't know the validity of this tweet, but he said it 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 goes from could could play Sunday to out for the season. <laughs> right, which literally. I I I have not seen a a could play Sunday. The only thing could play Sunday is uh, Matt Lafleur said in his press conference today that he wouldn't rule him out, but he's most likely out. Oh, okay. So. Well, yeah, that is kind of. Huh. Yeah, so TBD, but we'll see. Uh, moving on, Stokes, once again, played 100% of the snaps. He was tar- Guess how many times he was targeted on Sunday? Seven. 15 times. Holy shit. 15 times he did allow, or he, I believe it was eight completions as well. Uh, he allowed, he had Jeez. eight tackles, lots of missed tackles. He was the third lowest graded player on Why was he guarding Najee week? Harry so much? <laughs> but, um, but it's... I don't know. We'll have to see. It's weird because everything's moving around right now with Kevin King practicing again today and him allegedly going to be a slot player now and Stokes playing outside, but Jair being hurt. But overall, he did have his first career INT, which was nice. You know, he only had the four career picks in college, I believe. So sealed the game. That was uh, that was good. Yeah. And pretty cool, too, to have your first uh, NFL interception come against Big Ben, albeit he's a shell of himself yeah now, but true uh speaking of less than ideal performances shannon sullivan had a bad game overall he's he either looks really good or really bad and he he got picked on again Volatile where he, he's a bad he's not a very good tackler unfortunately um but you're going down isaac yadam did come in he also didn't look very good to the point where uh shamir gene charles had to come in late in the game as well so 
everything's still kind of moving moving around right now. We did sign a corner today. Do you Razul? Yeah. Well, once again, Andy Herman had uh what joke joke of the year type uh type thing where um business as whatever the hell his his name is, I just I and Andy Herman mostly good, but God, the jokes, I just can't take it anymore, but we'll mm-hmm. see making some moves on the back end. He was graded right in the middle. I believe out of 96 cornerbacks last year, he was 46th according to pro football focus. So if nothing else, maybe he'll be a solid four that'll get more snaps depending on what's going on with Jair Alexander. And we can, uh, well, and Yadam, we can actually just quickly do our, special team segment okay, right here yeah, too. We'll do, yeah. And honestly, I feel like that was a higher power rewarding me for expressing <laughs> yeah. such appreciation for the 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 pinum deep punt play and how much I love it because that was directly in front of me. It was the pin the, yeah. The, yeah, the pin where Yada made the nice play, saved it out of the end zone. He kicked the ball, and I'm I'm not kidding. It was right in front of us. Like he kicked it like a helicopter, and it just spun. It left his foot so beautifully. Where it was one of those where, as soon as it left his foot, I shouted, "Oh, that's a great punt!" <laughs> and then it landed. Boom! Great play, Yadam sacrificing the body, keeping it in bounds. And like I said, I I like it. It was it made me believe in a higher power that like I was rewarded for expressing gratitude, and I'm just thankful I was able to see. One of the best plays in football right in front of me. Well, there you go. You um, you gave gratitude, and afterwards you looked up to the skies. So that's, Absolutely. it was a religious experience mm-hmm. for you there at Lambeau Field. And we haven't really talked about special teams much this year, but we might as well just spur off that Transition right, right into that. Corey Bohorquez has been awesome. Stud. I mean, we, we said it before. I think I tweeted it out where, you know, those first two weeks with – J.K. Scott as a rookie, we were like, damn, this guy's yeah, good. Weapon, we like, weapon, J.K. 47. And then he fell off the face of the earth. And Corey Bohorquez, even just in his press conferences, which I'm such a loser, like I watch most of the press conferences at some point. And it's just a different like way of thinking. And I posted the clip too last week where he said like his goal in every game is to piss off. Oh, yeah. My brother sent me that quote. And it's like, yeah, he's like, my goal is to to ruin the returners day. Yeah. Piss them off. They're not getting anywhere. Like, that is legitimately the coolest thing you can say as yeah. a punter. Yeah. Like, that is badass. And I am i can't believe we spent that much time trying to talk ourselves into J.K. Scott and, and watching that week in and week out, especially in the cold. Actually... It will be interesting to see Bohorquez in the cold weather. Although he was a punter for Buffalo, wasn't he? Yeah, I was. You, I keep pointing at you like, "Hey, I've got something to add," and you're going around the circle. It's like, yes, he was. It's one of those things when we first signed him in some interview. He was like, "Oh, I don't like the cold," but at the same time, in Buffalo, he was one of the best punters last year. And for whatever reason, they still let him go. Oh yeah, like who who the hell is the punter in Buffalo? I gotta go hit the film and but. And- Pro Football Focus, too, they have him as, like, the second-best punter in the league right now. Incredible. Once again, and back to the press conferences, too, it's hilarious where even the guys on the beat were like, hey, we've been around here, you know, some of them varying from three years to 25 years or however many, and they're like, you're the best puncher. (laughs) You're the best puncher we've had. Really? And they're just, like, kind of picking his brain for how punting works because they're like, how many different punts are there? And he's like, you know, Australian, regular, but you can banana punt it. Whoa. And it's just like, there's, we've reached a different level of punting at this point. I wonder what that did. I doubt he got 
uh, a post game presser against <laughs> Pittsburgh. But I wonder what type because legitimately he he like he held the ball sideways and like it helicoptered when it left his foot. Yes. So yeah. I wonder what kind of kick that was because it was amazing. I don't know, but I just I just love him. It's funny now too where <laughs> you're looking with this Stefan Gilmore talk today where you know it ended up being a sixth round pick for the Panthers and it's like. You know, we gave up, we swapped a sixth for a seventh for Bohorquez, but I'm still like, eh, I, this is about the best sixth round trade yeah. you could really have. I mean, they did spend point. a fifth on JK, so. Yeah. Um, Mason Crosby, he hasn't missed a kick this year. Hunter Bradley's been whatever. I don't know about the snapping stuff. Uh, Kylan Hill, he's been pretty solid on kick returns last week, even, uh, or, you know, not against the Steelers, but against the Niners. They said, you know, with the 37 seconds left, like they didn't want to kick, they didn't want Kylan to oh, return it. Oh, they respected it. him too much. So they've already, they're already respect, a respecting weird, him. Weird thing to admit. We haven't had, yeah. Like it's one thing to feel that way, but to like come out and admit that is. Well, I guess it's one of those things where when you fall apart in the last 37 seconds, you have to You're kind of grasping for straws. Yeah. That might be one of them. Fair. Um, Amari Rogers has been the punt returner. He did have a pretty good one this past week where he kind of went left and right and fell forwards for 10 or 12 yards. But before that, he's he doesn't look as confident as I would have thought Amari would be. Nope, 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 nope. Not going to do that. Not going to do that? The bar is (laughs) catching the punt. That's it. You catch the punt. You're good in my book. Well, I I agree with you on that. It's just sometimes it's like eh, that 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 that. Yeah. Don't well, get greedy. Yeah, you're not wrong. But overall, it's it's funny, and I thought of this too because we have had the positive and negative plays on special teams. It's like we're explosive on special teams. Like you no longer can go and take your piss when we're gonna punch <laughs> yeah. anymore because it's like it's either gonna be good or even bad at some point. Yeah. But it's, it's something, so hey, it's nice to have that. Like I I stand by my take last week where. We actually, I think, have a solid special teams now. It's just the kickoff team. It that's yeah, it for the most part. Yeah, I and if we can get the snapping, the blocking figured out on a kick, on a field goals, we'll be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, safety, Amos and Savage, they both played all the snaps again. Uh, well, I think Savage actually came out for a bit, but once again, I I don't those know. two week in and week out just it's awesome. I don't know what to say about those guys, but that's I like I, I would. I get, I haven't went back and and looked. Big Ben clearly missed Juju for a long touchdown. Um, don't know what the breakdown was on that play, but that could have that would have been six for sure. I don't know if Amos Savage yeah. had anything to do with that busted coverage, but thankfully, like we've been saying for an hour now, Big Ben is washed. Yes, absolutely. Um, Henry Black too. It uh, John Meerding talked about this on his podcast, but you're wondering what the reserve safeties are like because just about every week we are trying out safeties. So maybe we'll sign someone here to replace either. Well, maybe not replace, but get another body on the roster with Henry Black and Vernon Scott. Wonder what Earl Thomas much. is up to. <laughs> God, another what a weird end of his career. Yeah, Man, just falling off the face of the earth. Uh, moving on to the defensive line, Kenny Clark is awesome. He had the one pressure, but lots of blow-ups. Fumble just recovery. Every, every week you see him just ragdolling guys yep. on the line. Um, he He's the only interior player with 15 pressures and 10 stops Holy on defense shit. per pro, pro football focus. Like in the league? Yes, yeah. in the league. Um, once again, like I said, I think he's the most important player on defense at this yep. point. Yep. Uh, Kingsley Kiki, like we said before, highest rated player on defense uh, after being the lowest graded player week in and week out the first few weeks. Nice to see him get involved. Once again, I 
Because Gary had a sack too. I think every single game Kiki's gotten a sack, Gary has also gotten a sack in his career thus far. Interesting. Which has only been three or four games, but still something to look at. And TJ Slayton, who, I mean, the defensive line, not much to talk about. And we're, you know, we keep pushing for these younger guys instead of Dean Lowry and Tyler Lancaster. Slayton played nine snaps and was the second lowest graded player on defense. So, man. Nine snaps. I mean, come on. But once again, it's one of those things where it's like a running back plays nine snaps. And you're like, holy shit, he had an average of, you know, eight yards a carry. Yeah. And then, you know, it's kind of very, very different evaluation process yes, there, Spenny. A little back and forth there. But yeah, that's it for the defense. Overall, I feel pretty okay right now. I think we have enough going on. I don't have those concerns I would have thought, you know, after the Saints game. Right. Yeah. It's... uh. Yeah, I keep saying it. It's it's just kind of hard to gauge at this point. There, I mean, I, there's some good quarterbacks coming up on the schedule. Um, I think Joey Burrow yep. might be a good test. Yep. Um, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but obviously that Rams game will be a huge, huge barometer. Yes. That's end of November. I was surprised they um, got kind of shit kicked by by the Cardinals. I'm yeah, not a, I'm not a big. Obviously, wasn't able them. to pay much attention yeah. to that game, but yeah. Um, yeah Why? I, Where I was, were you? <laughs> I was I was at the game. Oh, very surprised cool. by that scores. But yeah, it's just we'll. Uh, it's just a wait and see approach with this defense. Wait and see. Yes, we will wait and, and see. just pray, pray, pray for Jair. That is. <sighs> Yeah, with everything else going, it's bad. Where it's like I'm, I'm looking trying, forward I'm to the defense, to keep but a, we need Jair. I'm trying to keep a straight face, but inside I am, I am pulling out my hair. Well, what do I always say, Kyle? What is the regular season for Packer fans, especially when the NFC North is terrible? Preseason, preseason. So as long as he can get healthy during the preseason and ready for the regular season, I think we'll be good. But with that, take news. Football time. <laughs> Take news. Take news for the week. Just figure we talk about this. It was a big story today. The tr- not trade rumors, but it is that time of year. And with the injuries with Zadarius Smith and Jerry Alexander now, something to kind of think about. Uh, Patriots, it was rumored they were going to release Stefan Gilmore today. Eventually, they, you know, all the rumors were the Packers were the front runner. Gilmore wants to play for the Packers. Well, he gets sent to Carolina, his hometown, apparently, for a sixth round pick. There's a whole big back and forth because, you know, we get so excited. He's going to yep. come here. And then yep. once you kind of look in the weeds a little bit, it's like, okay, well, we literally wouldn't have any cap room if we do sign him. We don't have a sixth round pick, but I don't think that was really the problem. Was it 2023 sixth round pick? Wasn't oh, it? really? Is that Pretty sure. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. That's what it was. But either way, I mean, I know I think our worst episode last year was probably after the Bucks game where we hated Petten. Or I think it was the trade deadline game where we were like, why aren't we doing more stuff? And yeah. I did say we were being dumb at the time. Like, we were just very heated. But this was one of those kind of days, again, where it's like, ah, oh, we get so... Like, if we would have had Gilmore, we'd feel like this is an elite, elite defense. Yep. But, Kyle, what was your kind I'm, of I'm just... I'm day? such a sucker. Like, I, try, I sometimes, like, with this sort of stuff, uh, try to be the douche, like... Oh, I'm a smarter fan than you. <laughs> right. And so my approach when this news broke was like, Packer fans, shut the hell up. This yeah. is this is not going to happen. Just just stop. Like don't even kid yourself. Like this isn't going to happen. And then of course you see the Albert Breer going on a very, like who's a respected NFL insider. You know, he wants to play for the Packers and then um another source saying the same thing, he wants to go to the Packers. So then 
my sucker brain is like, well, now hold on a second. Wait, <laughs> yeah. is this, uh, wait a second. Is this, is this, wait, this Jair news must be really bad, but this could happen. Right. And then of course it doesn't. And then I'm just kind of like, yep, well, there's that letdown. I'm glad it was like less than a day though. Like even the TJ Watt this off season. And that was just fun. Cause even if he signed, I wouldn't have been that excited. Cause it's like, well, he is an older player yeah, or whatever. We and don't really with just need like a litany of, of health issues. Yeah. So this health history, this coming say. and going so quick was nice, but God, the rumors yeah. were true. It's it. And it's every time this happens, it's like, Oh, the Packers have a need we're getting excited about. Oh, there's rumors from, you know, reputable sources that they're going to come here. And, and then it's, oh, they signed with someone else and they use the Packers as, as leverage. As right. Leverage, and so. that's, yeah, that's kind of the cycle at this point. And it's like going into this, I knew that cycle and yet I still got sucked right. in. I still was like, well, well, it's like, well there's multi- this, this time could be different. We're getting multiple nuggets from yeah, inside. Like, so whoa. this is, this is different this year. And I just, the, well, and I get both sides. I totally understand why you're pissed. They didn't give up a six or whatever. Like, I just hate the extreme takes where it's like, oh, Packers are such a joke now. Like, they're they're just, they're, they're not going all in and you have a chance yep. to get this guy and blah. And it's just like, people want to just like be miserable fans. And I just, that yeah. stuff annoys me. NFC champ game two years in a row, but yeah, whatever. I, I still think we, like I said, we have that $7 million left in cap room. I wouldn't be surprised if we do make some type of splashy play, if not for an outside linebacker. Maybe a corner I feel or like an inside linebacker that was just true. released by the Dallas Cowboys, yeah, which we apparently are signing or not signing, but we'll see on that. But either way, it's just with Zadarius being out for the year. I think this defense and Goody has he's shown in the past now where he kind of wants three guys who can rotate in. Those guys are a lot more expensive and corners, I think, can be cheaper. So I think maybe we could still end up trading for one of those guys, but we'll see. There's uh, the other uh, king. What's his first name? Desmond. Desmond King. That's that's another guy that's rumored. That would be cool if we had one king to overtake the old king. Nice. Yeah, oh, um, I forgot to get this off my chest too, uh, in terms of gatekeeping fans. Okay. Um, when when those tweets go out from like beat writers or the Packers account that says you know Kevin King is out with an illness or Kevin King has oh, a concussion. God. That those just for for the lame fans that think they're pulling a fast one, that like joke you're about to make about, you know, him being out and him being bad, it's not it's not as funny as you think it is. So just I mean, don't even keep that in the drafts. Just don't even type it up. It's it's not a good joke. Let me just help you out here and it's it's not good. It's not funny. It's so like, just don't. We get it. Yeah. Every time that happens, it's like, oh, I'll scroll. Oh, I'll scroll back up. This was a mistake. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Every single time. But yeah. But we'll yeah, see. and then that it's actually like shit like that has made me root. I'm rooting so hard for the Kevin King redemption story. Like so hard. Like, <sighs> yeah. uh, like I, uh, <laughs> I'm first to admit I have expressed my frustrations with the player Kevin King, uh, but I feel bad for the person Kevin King. I mean, he got booed. His own home I know, field. I know. So, it's, it's so tough because I'm in that same boat, but it's like, God, it's to the point now where it's like, fuck, maybe he just doesn't have it. But I would love to right. be proven wrong. And yeah, I'm, I'm aware that, yeah, it's he probably doesn't have it, but I'll be damned if I'm not rooting like hell that hopefully he still maybe does have it. I mean, at this point, he's he is better than the back end of the corners that we have anyways. True. So we'll hold on to that. 
But with that, Kyle, are you ready? Is Kyle an idiot? Ooh. I'm not an idiot. Okay. You sure? Yes. All right. Is Kyle an idiot for the week? Kyle, you are four, four, and one on the season. This is a kind Did of. Did you? Hmm? Oh, you didn't add my uh, ping, oh. Gary. That's fine. Four, four, and one. We'll have that in our pocket if we need it later on this year. <laughs> okay, if you need it, <laughs> put me over five hundred. Yeah. <laughs> so four, four, and one. Uh, three more questions this week. I guess we'll know um, after this round if you're an idiot or not. At least thus far. Oh, First spicy. one, Kyle. Who is the Packers' second leading receiver? Currently, the second mm. most yards, second most yards of receiving yards. Well, it's hard to say who number one is. <laughs> who knows? No, no. Um, something. Uh, uh, something is telling me it is uh, Aaron Jones. Final answer. It is Randall Cobb. Damn it. Yep. He actually does have a couple more yards than Aaron Jones. How much? How many more? Uh, it's literally like two or three. I hey, I went with the uh, the <sighs> fact checker, w- William, who I checked all these questions with, and he did get Randall Cobb, so I thought you would have leaned that way as well, but uh, it's okay. Well, I, I, uh, I, it is still I surprising. He, he, like, he's literally had one good Seriously. Game, what did, he didn't do any. He played like 15 yeah. snaps against the Saints. Because no played. one else has really done anything. <laughs> you, you know? MBS hasn't done much. Lazard hasn't done a hell of a lot. So, yep. Randall Cobb already the second leading receiver on the Packers. Question number two. And hopefully, maybe you've scrolled Twitter enough today to see this. But, Kyle, what interesting thing happened with Brett Favre's final game as a Green Bay Packer against the Cincinnati Bengals? Final game as a Packer? His la- The last game he had... The last time as a Packer, he played the Bengals. Regular? Oh. Uh, what interesting thing happened? Out of the ordinary. Jeez. Um, a, st- a very strange thing. This was 05. It did happen towards the end of the game. Something happened on the field. And it had to do with... Oh, Wait, no, this isn't it. It's not like uh, Chad Johnson no, that drinking of beer. That, no, that doesn't count. Fuck that. No, that was that was with Rogers, anyways. Um, I don't know. This the last time, and this was a blacked out game too. I remember because I was listening to the radio when it happened. This is when the drunk fan ran on the field in the middle of the play and. Grabbed the ball out of Brett Favre's hand. Really? You haven't seen this? I don't remember this. I Yeah, I have no... You'll see, I don't think I've ever seen this. You'll see it on Twitter now, too, because apparently in his press conference, Rogers even referenced that today. Oh. But, yeah, one of the strangest play-by-plays you've ever heard. He was actually able to get the ball, though. Wow. It was one of those it? where they blew it dead, and Favre's, like, looking around, and he literally, like, puts his hand up holding the ball like it, like it's on a platter. A fan just runs up, takes it. Takes off and then gets completely blindsided tackled. Damn, I wonder if he got a contract. That's (laughs) good ball skills. (laughs) Moving on, number three, Mike Daniels. Did William get that question? Yes. Mike Daniels is on the Bengals practice squad. Fun fact. Um, Oh, I thought he was on the 53 at least. Damn. He was at one point, then they cut him and he came back. Kind of sad to see that anyways. What team did he sign with after the Packers cut him? 
The Detroit Lions. Very good. Yeah, I wasn't sure if I would have known that William too, which we keep referencing. He hemmed and hot on that, but yes, it was the Detroit Lions. Mm. Damn it! He's really falling. I'm off so pissed cliff. about that first question. Yeah, I'm sorry, but don't worry. The rest they'll be easier this year. Eventually, we'll get you back into not an idiot. Uh, well, now I'm an idiot. I'm officially an idiot right now. I guess. Now. Well, you know, <laughs> we talked, actually <laughs> we talked about it for right now. We'll give you that point back. <laughs> so you're yeah, we'll six, just save it one. down the road. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, free thirty seconds for, later. <laughs> okay. okay, Kyle, do you have a stump spenny question for um, me? Yeah, I just don't know which one I want to go with. I have so many. <laughs> yeah, um, you've, you've always got several ready to go. Okay. Well, let's... Okay. Who... Who is Aaron Rodgers' first career win in overtime? First career win in overtime. I mean, I... It, I mean, it must. I'm gonna assume it's the Bengals right off the bat. <laughs> Such a dumb goes. question. Yeah, it's obviously <laughs> okay, the Bengals. Okay. <laughs> I remember that too because I didn't know if you were. I was at that ask. game. Oh, really? Well, here's it was a, an absolute scorcher. Holy! God, we're gonna have a couple, such a wet, sweaty game. But we're gonna have good. to have a a quick uh, preview. Oh, here we go. Couple couple more things. One, okay. So, do you remember who Brett Favre threw his first touchdown pass when he came in, or the game-winning one against the Bengals? Oh, like in the nineties? Yeah. Uh no. It was Kittrick Taylor. Okay, yeah. No idea. Whatever. Guess how many uh touchdown catches Kittrick Taylor had in his career? <laughs> one. Literally <laughs> one. Really? Kind of That's a de- actually amazing. Kind of a depressing story too, because uh gotta keep going back because William and I talked about this today. He's my coworker. I looked it up because we were like, I wonder what happened with that ball. Well, they did let Taylor keep the ball, which is absurd knowing what it's turned into since then. The dude had to sell it a couple of years ago because he, he doesn't have. He's not doing as you know. He's not as well off. Doing as, too well, Dan. That's really sad. So that's but a that bummer. is amazing though. Like Brett Favre's first is that dude's only. Like wow. Brett, uh, Aaron Rodgers' first start as a Green Bay Packer, if you're including preseason, was against the Bengals. I was at that game. It was still kind of weird because you know it was first time someone started besides Brett Favre, and that was the game that James Jones caught a touchdown pass where he got his helmet ripped off and still ran in and scored the touchdown. Yes, Kyle? Was that the game where they lost, right? The Packers lost. They might have. And weren't they trying to get up and spike the ball towards the end of the game, but then got called, I think, illegal formation? God, I don't remember Because I was at that game. I remember it being... A preseason game, too? Oh, it was a preseason. Yes, it was a preseason game. Oh, okay, never mind. It was regular season. Yeah, Okay. that preseason game. Did you have another Bengals question there? Well, yeah, I was just going to ask. In the overtime win, Rogers' first career win, do you remember the wide receiver and cornerback that got him in position to kick the field goal for the win? What year was it? 17. God, like I know it when you tell me I'm gonna be pissed. I'll say two words and you'll know it. Is it Jeff Janice? No. Who? Drip drop. God, dude! Right <laughs> off the bat, right off the bat, I thought it was Geronimo Allison, and I was like, no, that's too early for him. God, I knew it was Geronimo Allison. I saw that replay yep. recently too. God damn it! Now it was I'm a really free pissed. play too, and it was oh my god. Seriously, you should. I actually, you should go if you're listening to this. Go look up that throw. Like that throw because it was a free play. Just God, Aaron Rodgers' arm is just something else. The way it, lead, it amazing throw, and then he he busted uh, Pac Man Jones. 
Oh, really? Like, yeah, I made him eat turf. I, I'm not even going to make a joke there. Okay. Moving <laughs> on to a preview of the next game. We are playing the Cincinnati Bengals, as we've talked about quite a bit here. Sunday afternoon, Fox, uh, Aqib Tlaib, and whoever else is on coverage. So we have one of the lower Fox uh, crews for the game. Packers are favored by three points. Over under is 49 and a half, at least when I wrote this down a day ago. Um, overall, I mean, the Bengals are kind of a surprising team this year. Three and one, uh, barely beat the Jags last week on Thursday night football, but they have beat the Viking Steelers and they lost to the Bears, surprisingly. So I don't know, up and down team. They are 12th in yards per play, 23rd in passing yards per play, 21st in rushing yards per play. Joe Burrow has been all right. He had a solid game last week, uh, has nine touchdowns on the season, four picks, passer rating of 113. So not too bad. Uh, Jamar Chase is surprisingly been a really good rookie receiver. Usually it takes a little bit for guys to really show up. And eh, not nowadays. Well, especially when he took his senior year off, too. It's yeah, kind of, true. That, that's kind of surprising. Well, and like all the chatter about the preseason drops the, he had. The stupid ball thing, too, yeah. with the stripe on the ball. Yeah, that was so overblown. Weird yep. that the media overblew something. Hmm. No, I think it was Florio, and that's it. Yeah, that's right. A weird Florio would do that. Hmm. Uh Boyd is their second leading receiver, but it sounds like Higgins is going to be back, a second-year player who's a really good receiver as well. Uh, Uzma, their tight end, has been solid as well, a bit of a surprise. He's 134 yards and two touchdowns on the season. Um, Defense, they're pretty solid defense, fifth in yards per play, 14th passing yards, uh, 10th rushing yards, 7th in sacks, 18th in points. Their defensive tackle, B.J. Hill, leads their team with three sacks. They only have one player with a pick on the season, who has three of them. It's their inside linebacker, uh, Trey Hendrickson. Hmm. So, um, I also have so, a familiar sorry, sorry, face. It, Logan, Logan Wilson's the inside linebacker. Uh, Trey Hendrickson is two and a half sacks on the season. So some decent players there. Apparently their decent safety, Jesse Bates, who is a borderline pro bowler will be back too. He's been banged up the first few weeks. Ah. So and a that, familiar face. Trey Waynes is healthy again. Oh, that's he right. played. He actually made his, Cincinnati debut on Thursday against Jacksonville uh and he's been on so he's missed like their his first 19 games I think so he missed all last year oh yeah and this year and then yeah he just made his debut so he should be good to go again now this week as well yikes well at least he got that bag I think he was paid pretty well yeah. that offseason yeah. too yeah four-year deal I believe so um I don't kind of comment and comp- opponent almost after playing the Steelers but what do you think going into this game here Kyle I think this is this will be a very very interesting matchup um it's yeah it's hard to gauge the Bengals with the whole losing to the Bears yeah you know beating the Vikes almost losing to the Jays oh yeah almost yeah almost losing so the Vikes too with that field goal which was great yeah um so yeah I I uh I'm very intrigued by this matchup um I'm excited to see the Joe Barry defense against the Joe Burrow offense. And, um, but yeah, obviously, I think the Packers are the more talented team and we'll be able to get it done. Do we have any status on Elton? He did not practice this week. Again, geez. And now, actually, I did see in Myers's didn't practice either. Yeah, and Zach Cruz pointed that out. So it did come out that it was his finger that kept him out of practice. Hopefully, his non snapping hand. On the surface, that doesn't seem like a big deal. It's his finger, but apparently he has popped up on the injury report with that in the past. So hopefully it's not a little issue that turned into a big issue. I mean, God, going down three of your preferred starters on the offensive line would be very uh, less than ideal, yep. but we'll see. I don't know. This is kind of a weird 
game too because the they've got some pretty solid wide receivers on this team and especially with that looking more like a weakness with Jair's injury this could be I don't know it could yeah, be I, kind of a trappy type game even almost it's going to be in Cincinnati and apparently it's going to be very warm this weekend ooh. as well Matt LaFleur pointed that out so Packers don't usually I don't know if you remember week one not like that was the only thing but in hot environments we haven't played as well but yeah, I don't but know I'm Cincinnati Ohio this isn't you know, yeah Jacksonville Florida <laughs> true but uh I don't know I'm getting some weird feelings from this game. yeah um I think all their wide receivers but Tyler Board is especially Tyler Boyd especially is going to give us a bunch of fits I mean that's their third wide receiver and yeah. he's a stud he looked really good against Jacksonville um they they have him running all the kind of short routes crossers where they get it to him early and he just scoots with it and he, he's good after the catch so I think, yeah, the receivers are going to give us a bunch of fits. Joe Mixon, though, is hurt. He should be out this That's week. right, yeah. He's got an Smash ankle P. Sprint. Ryan? Uh, yeah, in? P. Ryan, that yep. guy. He, I, he, he feels like a guy that's been in the league for, like, 14 years. Cause, well, he I'm was pretty just, sure he's probably only been in the league for, like, four or five, yeah, three or four. I was going to say it's probably, like, six or seven. I know he's with Washington He back also in just kind of looks old. It's you know? a it's an old sounding like, I name. Think he, I think he's bald and he's got a big beard, which oh, pretty pretty good combo to look old. Hmm. Interesting. Still, every t- when I think of young guys who look old, Chris Barnes just yeah. Every time it's like this is a grown ass man. <laughs> yeah. He's like twenty one years old. Huge head. Yeah. But um. Yeah. What's the status on him? Is he back at practice yet? Uh, I think he might have been back today. Actually, I could be wrong, but. <laughs> If he's back this week, then God, I do, I do think Ty Summers might actually get the snips, but we'll see. But Kyle, score prediction for this game. Yeah, I, the Packers are the better team. Um, True, they have the better quarterback. Well, I, I, I can't say they have the better defense with, especially if no Jair, yeah, Darius, um, but. We have the better receiver, better running backs, probably the better old line. I it'll be it'll be fun, kind of a side ten. It'll be fun to look back in a decade to see if it's smart that the Bengals went chase over Sewell, uh, mm. the guy who the Lions got. Because people are talking about that Sewell dude, like he like they're they're kind of the car- they're tackle. yeah they're carving the bust already in Canton for him. Like he's he's been that good. Hmm. Um, but. Anyways, I think the Packers will win the football game. Hell yeah. 28-24. Okay, okay. I think Burrow makes it close and dude's a gamer and good good player and I think he'll he'll keep it close, but ultimately Rodgers will flex and show his dominance. Hell yeah. Yeah, hi. <laughs> Flex, flex and show his dominance. That's right. Uh, shout out to you last week. Uh, the week before, you were closest. I think you were just off a couple points for the total score. You did guess correctly the Packers score. Hey, oh, 27 d- points. 27. So. Oh, I didn't. It was 27. 17 was the score. I don't, yeah, I don't remember what you had. Probably 27, 21 or something. Yeah. Something like that. But yeah. So. 27, 14, I think it was. Oh, okay. But, that yeah. makes sense. So. There you go. Good on you. My prediction, I have the Packers winning 31-28. I think it's going to be a close game. I feel like we're going to sweat this one out. Yeah. but What we'll, was it again? Sorry. I wasn't listening. 31-28. Nice. So, field goal away. Kyle, what is your bold prediction for oh, this game? Let's get bold. What did I do last week? Can't even remember. Um, but, I mean, it's got to happen. 
like what a tease, what a tease it was last week. Uh oh. But Dylan okay. finally gets in the end zone this week for the first time. He hasn't scored yet this year, has he? No. no. Don't think so. No. Nope. So and we were so close last week on that long run. Yep. Um so it's it's gonna happen not only once this week, but it's gonna happen twice. He'll have two touchdowns. All right. I talk when you were leading into that, I thought maybe you were gonna steal mine. I have one Robert Tunyon having two Ooh, touchdowns this right. week. So a little double double decker. Yeah, when it rains it pours. Maybe that'll happen with his uh receiving touchdowns since yep. he hasn't. Yeah, he he does lawyer. seem to do them in bunches, so that's not uh it's not a bad pick. Yep. Uh yeah, I Either way, I mean, he's got to bounce back. The Bengals have been pretty good against tight ends this year, but they also haven't played anyone with a very good tight end, so we'll see. Uh, once again, as always, if you could leave a review, that would be great. Uh, five stars, whatever. You can take a screenshot, email it to us, pmppodcast at gmail.com, or DM us at pmppod on Twitter. Now, as we alluded to before, we do have one uh, review to talk about. It was our first negative review ever. And I'm, Tom, I'm sure you're a nice guy. Hopefully you're still listening and we can win you back. This yeah, if any, I mean, if his review is any accurate, he should be listening because Hanks. I, I hope not so. Here. Yeah, he had a great review last year, and then he had to change it because of uh, Wait. Hanks doing. Oh dang! This is what Tom said. Show has lost its charm. Used to be an avid listener, but it has since lost its way. The charm of the show was that it felt like a couple guys in a bar. Blah blah blah. Now it feels feels like some weird failed SNL skit, which I can hardly <laughs> sit through. Hank's whole bit derails in conversation whenever he talks. I don't think he is to blame necessarily, but it's a shame to see a good show go down the toilet. <laughs> now, now I said some of his criticisms were fair in the fact that. I mean, yes, maybe we do. Maybe we do yeah. let Hank run a little hog wild too much yeah. and his his bits can sometimes derail the conversation. But um, like I said, Hank has been a friend before the show. I won't get into specifics, but me and Spence have been friends with him. And we just thought, I don't know, I thought we were starting to take ourselves a little too seriously, which is what we we usually like send tweets to each other back and forth from other people. We're like, God, look at this. Fuck. Like, yeah, you're a blogger. Don't. Yeah. Uh. And so we just I don't know. We wanted a more and we always thought Hank was a, a funny guy and he was self-aware, which is a, a compliment we seem to get a lot, which is self-aware and uh, he, he likes the Packers. We thought it'd be a nice, silly presence and. Um, you know, he's not going anywhere, but yeah, we will be better to try and, you know, rein him in and maybe keep, keep him on point and maybe I'll, cut him off sooner. I'll tug on the leash a little bit more. We'll have a closed door players only meeting and get it all figured out. But we do have according to Hank this week as well, and he does address it in that as well. So don't worry. Well, we're, we're still workshopping this, you know, we're trying yeah, to keep like, the we're show fresh. Keep, yeah. I, I'd like it's to season think three. I'd like to, th I'd like to think we still have the essence of, you know, it's a couple guys at a bar. Right. Chopping it up about the, about the Packers. That's still what we're striving <laughs> but, for. But Hank is like, <laughs> he's like the drunk guy or someone who's had a who, few too many, too many. Like, and the bartender's <laughs> like, Hey, just, just leave him alone. This is, he's here every Wednesday. Trying to not make eye contact yeah. with him while it's going on. But don't worry, we'll get it all figured out. But uh, with that, it's a work in progress, and you know, uh, we'll uh, yeah, we'll be better. Hopefully, you know, maybe he'll turn more into a, a PFT commenter than uh, I don't know someone with a possible learning disability or something. But we'll see. Either way, we still love <laughs> Hank. But with that, we will have our according to Hank for this week, which he sent in while uh, moving wood, I believe, at Menards. You can hear the blinker in the background. 
it's Hank here. I'm just so happy to be here, and Spence and Kyle, you know, I think I have to let you know I'm, I'm so sorry I couldn't make it today. Um, it's been, you know, despite some good things happening this week, it's been a busy week. And, you know, I'm really taking it in. I'm at the McDonald's parking lot uh, using the Wi-Fi right now to send this to you um, in Crystal, Minnesota. You know, and I'm just thinking surrounded by surrounded by probably Vikings fans. And I'm just thinking, you know, Vikings have the best middle linebacker in the league. And what's one thing that we just are so we don't we haven't had it like that strong middle linebacker. And today is just one of those days of, you know, you wonder if God's real. And then you're like, yeah, he's out there. And, uh, I mean, Jalen Smith, man, what do you think about that? How cool. You know, I'm having to slip into the Menards bathroom, spend some time thinking about, you know, what this means for, you know, the future of the team, but also the future of the future of uh, Hank and how I'm going to do with it. And I, I don't know. It's been it's been tough, you know. So I go back to work. I start hauling. I get out. You know, and I see the possibility of Jalen Smith, and I'm just like, I can't take more pain today. I can't do it. I can't take the pain. Because if this Jalen Smith signing has taught me anything, it's, you know, sometimes there's bad, but a lot of times there's good. And, you know, maybe maybe I think it's time for Dark Hank to go away for a little bit. And hopefully he stays away because uh, stuff is on the up and up. It's really... You know, stuff is climbing. It's gonna get better. You can just feel it. We got we got that hole in our defense plugged. No more Ty Summers. We got Devondre Campbell, Jalen Smith, and man, it feels good. You know. And uh, I know I'm not there to do a bold prediction or to do a score, but you know, I think I think we win this next game. 27-14, and, uh, you know, I think I think that Eric Stokes has two, two picks, or one pick six. Go Pack Go. Hank out. All right, well, uh, we talked about Hank being a little too drawn on, and that might have been an uh, example right there. Poor timing. <laughs> Poor timing. <laughs> But with that, I don't have anything else. Uh, Hank doesn't have anything else. Kyle, do you have anything else? Hope we can win you back, Tom. Yes, we're, we're doing it for you, Tom. But uh, with that, Coulter Wall, please don't sue us. Go, Pat, go. John Byers blew three holes in my ride. He put two in the tires and one in the side. Side panel of my 1969 Camaro and so it's done I must find So I hopped in Pops pickup and cranked up the heat Got a clean 22 and some shells in the seat And I lit up dark and I shifted her down South side swift current boys, north side bound. Don Byers just bought him a 
whole mess of pain He's a fool if he thinks he can do this again Cause I'm crossing that track Just as soon as this train Pulls out of the rail yard Old John's gonna pay 